complete. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the patch. This week brought to you by NatureBox and Squarespace. Ta-da! There they are. Yeah. Oh, look. Right in front of you. Thank I'm, you. I'm celebrating the. Get your dirty theory. foot off the oh, screen. Sorry, God. There we go. Uh, just in time. It went away. I'm I'm relaxed. I'm in a comfortable zone, okay? You try that shit in my house. Gavin <sighs> will give you about 45 dirty looks. I that can't even have my doesn't seem like he would launch any sort of assault that would stop I me. I can't though. have any feet on like the bottom rung of our table either. What? Can't really? Can't have that. Nope. That's the tread zone. I can zone. have non-shoed feet. But if it's shoes, they are not Unshod? allowed to touch the table. And I constantly do it. Uh, yeah, shoes are gross. Get your dirty ass shoes. I actually... Ew, something fell yeah, off of them. stuff is falling yeah. off of your shoe onto there. Yeah. The shoes I are like that. Really dirty I was like raised yeah, in a barn. Uh, What's wrong with shoes? That's what the, George the is called. The barn of the U.S. It's, uh, you're not, well. <laughs> was the spirit of Georgia Fun. saying yes, indeed. No, no. You, the rally spirit of Georgia. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. That would make uh, Alabama the, the outhouse. Here to talk about video games. Yes. Video game stuff. Not coffee um, tables. Not coffee tables. Not Ryan's filthy shoes. My shoes aren't filthy. They are. They're actually reasonably clean. Me. What fell off of it then? It's Cle- probably cleanliness. Chips from fucking <laughs> immersion is what it is. <laughs> Moats of clean. Yeah. <laughs> Windex dipped and in sanitary. <laughs> yeah. That's just soap flakes. They actually emit soap. They clean the environment as I rub and you know just up against it. <laughs> All right, video games. Okay. Um, oh, do you want to see who's on this? What? Who's on this patch? Oh, I'm Gus. Meg. Ryan. And Gus. Thank you. I forgot. I've, I've just been so distracted. I'm oh. so frazzled now. You two are so um, hopped up on tea. So it's it's GDC week, and of course, lots of lots of big news coming out of there. Not the least of which is uh, yesterday, Sony formally announced pricing and release window for PlayStation VR. Uh, it's going to be $399 coming out in October. Did they say a specific date, or did they just say October? Because everything I think I read just said October. Yeah, just said October. You don't want to pin down a spe- specific date. Given a month, that's pretty impressive that they're like, definitely October. So awesome. October 31st. But it's like, now there's only so many days, right? Like, you'd think they would have had it nailed <laughs> down by now. 1 through 31. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, you want to have some slip room. That's true. Then this October 31st. Well, but then you don't want to pop it up, because people are going to be like, oh, I thought it was going to be on the 31st. Yeah, because if you get it done early and you drop it on October 1st, everybody's like, <gasps> you get that moment of a gasp. And if you do it on 31st, they're like, yeah, that's well, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> okay. But at least you delivered on the month you said you would. All right. But let's talk about the most exciting part, which is $399. $399. Is it exciting? Yes, it is. Below the price of Oculus and Vive. Yes. And uh, But you do need to have the PlayStation camera, which is a separate $60 purchase. Which, hey, if you are one of the lucky few who got the 20th anniversary PlayStation, it came with it. <laughs> you so. you wow. are maybe the only person I know who has the camera then. Really? Yeah, I know plenty of Why people else who would play you have it? PlayStation well, 4, but I don't yeah. know many people with the camera. I want to say, did my other one not come with the camera? Yeah, the anniversary one came with the camera. Yeah. And it, it's pointed at the wrong part, so it's always <laughs> it's pointed too far up since we moved. And uh, it's always, you know, it, it signs you in with your face and mm-hmm. the controller. And I'm always having to, like, creep at the bottom of the frame and put the controller <laughs> right under my chin. I could just fix the camera, but that would be too easy. Yeah. Or, yeah, use a button to log in. No, no thanks. I want to no? do the okay. little camera thing. Uh, yeah, so you have to have the camera. Eventually, you may need the Move as well, right? Um, I mean, it, it, they said it does not come with the Move controllers, but mm-hmm. it didn't seem like they'll be absolutely necessary. It right. can do some tracking with the controller. And they had a few demos that showed off kind of asynchronous gameplay in which there was uh, one player using the headset while a couch of people are playing on controllers and the main screen. Nightmare scenario. Why is that a nightmare scenario? Nightmare. Because there's already see? no, there's already enough people taking photos of other people looking <laughs> like idiots with VR headsets. Come over, I'll put on the VR headset and you'll all make fun of me. You'll put something in front of my feet, L- I'll fall down. Lindsay like, did that to me yesterday. Yeah, there were like thirteen. Here's the photos. best part. Yeah, no, well, no, the best part is the the picture that she posted on Twitter is me with the headset up like this. And what she doesn't realize is I was looking at her. You hit the, the guide button, and it pops a window where you can see through the camera on the uh. front. So she's like, I ha- she has no idea. And I'm, just, I'm looking at her going, Lindsay, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing But here's the thing. The record of the internet is her tweet saying you have no clue. So you look like a You have face. no clue. The other thing is I then put it away and put the thing down and almost smacked the camera out of her hand. So she- I, I think that once the technology becomes a little more ubiquitous, people see it. Like, it won't be... 
weird to see people with the headset on. Like right now, we're in a we're in a, like an in between space where it's like, oh, look at that weirdo wearing a headset. No, but it's after true. you know you a year, it'll be like still that. Maybe that that's. Uh, stereotype that it's just a weirdo wearing it yeah that's your that's me looking at her like because uh, the way it works is the camera view is projected next to a little pop out on the hand that you hit the button on mm. so there's just a little floating video window right there which is kind of strange because you have to hold that up but you're still looking out of the camera mounted on your headset i see so if i do this well obviously the, the window stays over here and I, i'm now looking at nothing mm. uh, right and yet the camera is looking that way. So if I were to look that way with both my other eye breaking somehow. You're going to hurt yourself. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I will say that when I went to CES, mm -hmm. they had a whole booth where people were putting VR headsets and they were riding on a roller coaster. And I was like, look at those idiots. Mm -hmm. Like, I still felt like it was weird enough that I was that like, reminds oh. me. I did a, go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, I was just going to say, here at South by Southwest, I think there was actually a group showing off a what they were calling a 4G headphones and the oh right, and the intent was basically um, it could trick your nervous system into feeling a sense of motion. So it horrible. in yeah, I can see that going very badly for a lot of people. There but was it uh, it was supposed to trick your inner ear so that you got some sense of this. It was Samsung, <sighs> Samsung four D VR motion headphones. I don't know what four D. Four G. It's like very. Hey, it, great, it gets great cellular data rates. There was another company that was showing off a VR headset here. I um. I didn't get a chance to try it out yet. Hopefully, I'm hoping to see it later this week. Where their headphones, they look like Beats by Dre headphones, but you can fold the top part of the headphone down oh, yeah. so it comes over your eyes, like kind of like Data from Star Trek. I'm uh, not Data. Uh, Jordy from Star Trek. Um, and then when you're done, you just like fold them back up like they're, yeah, well, know, like they're normal headphones. That's your everyday VR. You know, for the casual uh, VR enthusiast who likes to, on the walk sometimes, just shut out the world and walk into something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But getting back to the thing that's more topical at the moment, the PlayStation VR, or Morpheus was a better name for it, right? No, PlayStation yeah. VR is a better name. Come on. That's so generic and right. boring. It's, it's, yeah, it says brand. exactly what it is. Yeah, it has to tell... PlayStation View, PlayStation VR. You think about like kids asking their parents for stuff for yep. Christmas. Like, what do you want? Morpheus, what the fuck is that? What do you want? PlayStation VR. Okay, I'm going to go to the store and ask them for yep. PlayStation VR. I would like one generic product, please. Thank yes. you. You know how you get people to buy it? By naming it something generic. I like that I just did this to do like the generic, the glass push motion. I'm the only one on stage not wearing glasses. Yeah. Yeah. You're you the do, only one who, who thinks yeah. Morpheus is better, too. And also, you're the only That's one a, who's lying to yourself because you do wear glasses. On, you got, just got I do. No, I've got contacts. Right I just, at the moment, I yeah. don't have them on, so that makes less sense. Uh, but Morpheus, you know, it's got that, that Matrix shout out. Come on, that was great. No. Yeah. They always have better names for these things before they release them. You think Natal was a better name than Connect? Eh, they both suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no winner there. Natal sucked more, though. Um, yeah, Connect was better. Connect was like going for something. But uh, so $399 is I obviously think, way lower, yeah. but it's also less quality. Um, how so? Like, you mean like. Well, I mean, the screen is like half the resolution. It's a 1080 screen. It's a 1920 by 1080, and that's yeah. shared across both eyes. It's 960 by 1080 per eye, yeah. Yeah. So you're uh, the, I don't remember off the top of my head, but Oculus and Vive are both, uh, I want to say like 1080 per eye by, uh, it was like, it's, I think you get a full 1920. Oculus resolution is uh, 2160 by 1200, or yeah. 1080 by 1200 per eye. Yeah. Uh, Vive is the same. Same. So it is a lower resolution. Uh, that's uh, basically it's on order with the DK2, mm -hmm. was a 1080 screen split across two eyes, and its resolution is definitely not as good as the Vive. It's you get a lot more of that cross hatchiness. Uh, it's also going to be the heaviest of the three headsets, uh, significantly in the case of the the Oculus. I believe the Oculus is the lightest of the three. Mm. Um, I think it's by like 172 grams. But oh, well, that whole well, 172 <laughs> grams. It's riding on your head for a long time if you're having fun. Plus, you're you're pairing it with a console, which is going to iterate a lot slower speed than the PCs will for both Oculus and the Vive. So this whole idea of 120 hertz refresh rate seems real off the charts to me. I really want to try the Vive because. Um, I was, it was, you know, we, actually this past week we saw Hardcore Henry mm -hmm. and it really drove home for me the fact that I still am too motion sick of a person in the world to enjoy a lot of delicious entertainment. And I think, and I've definitely gotten sick playing with the Oculus, but then I've had some experience with Oculus where I didn't get sick at all. So yeah. you've been saying the vibe you think would be you the best for me. So like, I want to try it. Yes. Definitely want to try it. Um, 
it, well, the and the thing the vibe has going for it too is you are moving around more in three dimensional space. So you are walking around, and it's tracking you on more of that large scale. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't really. I mean, you can do that with the Oculus too, but the fact that it's most of its stuff so far has been more of a seated experience. So if the camera moves around, yeah, you get like you're that more swimmy of a effect. Ugh. So I'm trying. I'm trying to find the weight here to see how light the PlayStation VR mm-hmm. is, but I, I cannot find it. I don't know that's going to make a huge difference. I'm more concerned with the... It seems like such a huge leap to me. Even though, So the way it's going to work is they've got three different rendering styles. It's got a, a 90 native where it'll be 90 frames per second and it'll refresh at 90 hertz. Uh, so that's, that's... I mean, that's a high end. That's, that's on par with Oculus and Vive. Uh, seems like really high for the PlayStation because that was a console that was like, yeah, we're going to de- deliver something that can do 60 frames per second. And that's what they're really pushing the hardware to do. And now they're like, well, but we could probably also do 90 across two different eyes and a third screen uh, that may be rendering a dif- different viewport. Uh, and then there's got the 120, which is way, way out there. I'd be surprised if we saw anything more complicated than a real simple like blocks and shapes sort of thing. Uh, and then you've got the the 60 interpolated to 120. Where it's got uh, kind of uh, what they call it like reposition or something, where they uh, can take the sixty and you'll still get some frame movement, even though it doesn't render another frame. Which that makes me nervous because I feel like either they're going to have to render an overscan so that it gives you a little play, or it's something that happens on the Gear VR now, which we, we've played around with a little bit. Which mm-hmm. is sometimes you'll turn and it you get like a hard line that just kind of moves into view, like. Yeah. It, like, it, it's, like that, it's not rendering fast enough right. or something, yeah. It's like it, it didn't have time to render it, but it's still, it's still corrected for your head motion. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of look over, and then you've got no screen. you just got, like, a little dark line that intrudes. And I feel like that might be what they're talking about. From I, I've only had a chance to, to wear it once, and from that time, I never experienced that. But it was only a demo in one game, so mm-hmm. I don't know, you know how, what's going to look like. As long as the, the frame time. rate matches the refresh rate, you would never see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if this whole idea of, of having it somehow interpolate an extra frame to to take 60 up to 120. I'm not saying this in a shitty way. Okay. Is interpolate a word? Interpolate? Yeah. yeah. Never heard that word before in my life. And yeah. it sounds like you've taken two words that don't mean to go together. It's anyway. funny because that's basically what interpolation <laughs> is. It's, it's something that... Uh, it's a, it, we use it a lot in animation because it typically when you have one frame to another frame of animation, the interpolation is what bridges the two. Oh. It's Ryan the, teaches me words, Gus. What hey, was the other one? Ursine. 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 Oh. Ryan's like my word a day calendar, just like more mouthy and a little Yeah, a usually little Just as annoying. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I looked up yeah. the weights. Uh, the, what was it? The PlayStation VR weighs approximately 21 ounces. And the Oculus is 16 ounces, 16 and a half ounces. So it's about a five ounce difference. So 16 ounces is a pound. So Oculus mm-hmm. weighs about a pound. And um, <laughs> PlayStation VR is just under a pound and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like not a huge. A pound difference. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Put that on my face. I mean, it's on your head. Yeah. Uh, though, the, I will say the Morpheus looks like it may carry the weight better. Sir, you know what it's called. Use its regular the name. Morpheus. Use its Christian name. The Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it the Morpheus. Yeah, of course I'm going to rebrand it for him. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, so, I'm go- going back to something I said earlier. I'm shocked that they're not releasing a bundle with the camera. Because I know the camera was popular. You know, we talked about it mm-hmm. when the PlayStation 4 first came out about how they couldn't keep up with demand because people were, so many people were buying the camera. But I honestly, personally, I just don't know anybody with it. Yeah, I think the, and the only thing I've ever done with the camera is sign in. Or when the PlayStation 4 first came out and we got one in the office, it was like that little game where you could interact with like the little robot. You remember what I'm talking about oh, when yeah, the first yeah. PlayStation first came out, and you could like smack a robot around the room. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing we used the camera for. Hmm. I think and it would like blow up and break and stuff. That was brought up actually during the the presentation. They said they were in talks of doing a bundle. Okay. For, it was is odd because they specified for North America. So I wonder if outside the North American market, they had a lot more of the bundles hmm. with the the console sold. Such a nice segue into regionalized bundles and how fucking lame they are in this day and age because Nintendo announced the Super Famicom Nintendo 3DS and I am livid that it has not been announced for the US. Not even a Super Nintendo version. Yeah, didn't they say point blank that it was not coming out to the US? Yeah. Well, we would never get a Famicom one. It was the same thing with the the, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. There's uh, been like a red PlayStation that they never came that never came to to North America. Like, I think Europe got a blue, like Japan got a red one, Europe got a blue one and we got fucking Nothing. Now we got black. Great. <laughs> you got standard color. There was that white one. 
That's well. That's true. The was that's it a the Destiny they, one, right? It was uh, the white was one? The yeah, I Destiny. think there was the Destiny one was white, but I think there was also another uh, white right. one as well. Just like the Xbox, they just made a fancy white one, and there's like, hey, that's Sunset Overdrive. We just made like six, and they're also uh, gonna uh, use that white Xbox one with the Quantum Break bundle. I saw. Wow, that's uh, cool. Rainbow Six had a white one as well. Mm. The, the, uh, exclusive. They're like, guys, come on, please. We got them on the shelf. No one wants them. Yeah, the Super Famicom 3DS is just like it looks so freaking cool. I'd take a Super Nintendo one if they wanted to change it all to the weird br- blue purple that we had. That's fine. I'd take that too. But like everyone was like, well, they got like the Pokemon ones. Those look like shit. Those face places look like shit. Who cares? They it have goes like in big white lines in the middle it there. It doesn't go in a cabinet. It goes in your hand. You look at it all the time. Oh, you're talking about Nintendo. I was yeah. talking about, I, for some reason, it was still on PlayStation. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Talking about the and then someone from Australia sent me, uh, they have a Animal Crossing one. Adorable. Australia only. The, Not in the U.S. I've got something else to bitch about with the 3DS. So the 3DS, you know, normally in this day and age, if you travel overseas and you take your electronics, like let's say in this example, you go to Australia, mm-hmm. there are their electricity, their outlets operate at a higher voltage. Mm-hmm. If I took my laptop there and I plugged it in, the power adapter for my laptop knows, oh, hey, this is higher voltage. This, I, I know how to work with this, and it's fine. It does not destroy my laptop. If you take your North American 3DS and try to plug it into the wall down there with an adapter, it will blow up. Well, but we talked about this. Remember, because I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't bring a charger for my, my SP because I was playing WarioWare. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, do not, under any circumstances, plug it in. But then Anna, did you see the group text message Anna yeah. sent out that was like, "Hey, can we charge it?" Her boys charged theirs, so someone They're, had like I, a, I think she she had a like a transformer, right? Yeah, like well, like a power converter yeah. outlet thing. I had that. See, I didn't know I could use that. You have to have a special one that steps the power down. Okay. But is that not what the thing is when no. you plug it in? That's just a, a, a an interface converter. Huh. So like I and I I've seen it happen before. The the power adapter that comes with the North American 3DS only does I think 100 to 120 volt. And I think down there in Australia it's either 240 or 250. Yeah. So you're, you 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 would try it. Huh. Just blow okay. it straight up. Well. And and most electronics, most power converters they're fine. They they know they can adapt to that range. I'm sure they save a nickel. You can also part. get uh you can also get the USB cable. Yeah, but that was Michael's big solution. Yeah, that, that is that is another way to get around it. Yeah, I saw a lot of people in other countries or other regions complaining about the the pricing for uh, PlayStation VR, saying that it was much higher in their regions. Uh, uh, but so at, I, I, I did I, I did the um, like currency conversions, and lots of times it was actually pretty spot on. It wasn't bad. Like I know in the past, mm. I've seen that happen where. You know, a console will come out and it'll be $399 in the US and then 399 pounds in the UK. Like, that's not really fair. Yeah. But, like, I, I looked up, uh, again, going back to the Australia region, I saw someone was complaining there that I think they said that it's going to be 549 for PlayStation VR down there. That sounds about right. For Which, conversion. and I converted, yeah, 399 US dollars is 534 Australian dollars. So I was like, yeah, that's, you know, it's like $15 more, mm-hmm. but it's, it's in the neighborhood. It's not as bad as I've seen in the past. I'm just, I'm still afraid that. Uh, whatever they can do with with PlayStation VR uh, is going to be another one of those things that may sour some of the VR market. If I mean, they're really going to have to work really hard at optimizing to get a good experience out of that. It's because well, you think it's underpowered, or it's there's no way it's going to line up. Uh, I mean, cycle for cycle with the the PCs that are already being projected, you know, for VR use on. Mm-hmm. Well, if anything, I'm, consi- I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I think we're more apt to see, and I may, I, maybe it's just a prejudice uh, of mine, but I'm, I feel like you're more apt to see higher quality games on PlayStation VR since Sony first party is going to be wanting to develop and handle a lot of that to push the hardware. You know, whereas Oculus and HTC, they're not yeah. game developers. You know, they're relying on third parties to come in and make the games. That's a whereas great point. PlayStation VR, you know, you're going to have first-party Sony developers who really understand the hardware and know how to push and get the most out of it. You're going to have... You're absolutely right. That's a great point. You will have a much tighter experience on stuff that is developed by Sony for Sony hardware, and whatever they come up with, is, I'm sure, is going to be good. The problem is getting over that hurdle from, okay, now we're the only ones that can make good things for our, our system to... The, hey, the, guys, somebody else make one. The Nintendo problem. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and I think a lot of it you know, will, will end up being maybe the best VR experiences in this current first iteration 
aren't the photorealistic experiences. It's not like trying to really immerse you. It's taking more of an artistic license or more of a cartoony style, mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't need as much horsepower to, to render or spit out. Well, even cartoony stuff, though, you don't want to look at the edges and see it look like it, you're kind of looking through muslin is a lot of times how it kind of comes across. It's like you've got a th- piece of fabric covering your eyes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you could do stuff like you, you think about you know, a borderlines or something that's cell shaded where you can really get away with maybe lower poly counts by mm-hmm. just making things look kind of yeah, angular. Very stylized. Right. And going with a stylistic choice and, and just making it and cheating and getting more yeah. uh, more quality out that way. It's gonna it's just it's like the wild, wild west of video games all over again because they now have to come up with not only new experiences but new ways to deliver them. Mm-hmm. The a lot of the old tropes, the old FPS uh fallback stuff just can't work anymore you can't move around the space the same way or at least uh, that's a lot of people have that trouble with that transition of using a controller and then moving through space you know like walking and turning if you need to look more than just this yeah uh it's really not that hard once you sit down and just put it in your brain it's it's like driving a car or anything it's not, my body is now a vehicle in mm-hmm. the sense of the game but i mean and a lot of it is weird like i did you know the the VR and the AR track for South by Southwest just started today, but I had a chance yesterday to check out this interactive like VR film experimental mm-hmm. thing, mm. and it was cool. It's like you could move around in the space as the story was being told. But any time I started moving down a hallway, my body in the real world, my physical body started just leaning, uh, and then yeah. like wait wait like I have to like stop and like peek out the bottom of the headset and be like okay no <laughs> you're not moving because <laughs> yeah. like, you're getting motion sick or what no just like I would start moving and then my body would just start leaning to the side like no stop doing that like just like the movement wasn't connected in my right. head and uh-huh. like my it was it was just my sense of balance thought it was off and trying to correct yeah see like for me that's the thing that makes me ill is when my sense of balance is like what okay this is I'm not where I thought I was spatially yeah and that's the thing with hardcore Henry people are like oh but once you think of it like it's a video game you'll be great wrong I play video games all the time never get ill this movie made me ill VR makes me ill it's because like I know what to expect when my body goes somewhere but when a video game or an experience it's a lot of time like this sitting up motion or like moving in a space a space that's not just this way it's mm-hmm. what happened over there ew oh no don't tell anyone nothing happened it's fine. quality merchandise <laughs> <laughs> everything's great <laughs> uh, it's just like when you're moving in a way that you're not used to moving in a video game i guess i'm uh-huh. not really used to like like back and forthish type over the head motion Anyway, I don't know. That's the stuff that makes me ill. So, like, stuff like that makes me nervous. I love the idea, though, of fourth wall breaking or, guess, like, even further including uh, experiences with movies or, like, like for instance, when they did the movie where they would call someone in the theater and then everybody would get to make the choice with the movie person. You guys ever see that? No. It was really cool. It was a German experiment a few years ago where everybody would enter their phone number at the beginning of the movie and then the, there was, like, a killer or whatever and the person was running and they had, like, the f- person on the screen called, like, a number and then... Uh, and then everybody in the theater would shout out, like, go left or go right or whatever, and the movie would do it. Like, I see that choose being a thing adventure. with VR as a mm-hmm. kind of a choose your own adventure thing. Great, mm-hmm. like, you're seeing this movie, you're messing around in the space, maybe if you find something, then they get to use it in the movie as opposed to they didn't, you never discovered that drawer full of whatever, yeah. they don't get that. Yeah. So, like, I think it's, it has a lot of implications past gaming that I got to Yeah, we uh, they did. Oh, go ahead. When I was talking to these people with this interactive experience, we were spitballing ideas for you know future collaborations and stuff at our text and some of it was those kinds of ideas where you know it's an interactive experience where if you find stuff you can use it but if you don't find it you get a different story and then right. talking about branching it out depending on how the person interacts with the story being told i love stuff like that i yeah. think it's really really cool you know and actually um we're seeing people do that with like 360 degree video now like augment stories with that um as lame as an example as this is, Taylor Swift did a 360 oh, degree did video experience with her uh, blank space video, and I thought it was it was really cool. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of stuff in VR. I could watch mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift video, but I could also be looking around at all the other stuff. You <laughs> know who else does 360 video? Us. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, go check out a few 360 Swift. videos on Rooster Teeth. You also put those out? Uh, we did the. I actually just recorded. There's a video that came out uh, on the Let's Play channel of the. With Screw Attack, the the Mario Kart, mm. don't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. I recorded that with 360 camera. So if you want to see uh, Michael and Gavin vomit as if you were standing in the room, <laughs> I've got the video. <laughs> Here, let oh. me let me uh, read oh, this. Oh, please read this before you get to that. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is brought to you by NatureBox. 
Tired of eating the same bland food while trying to stay healthy? NatureBox has over 100 snacks for that. Making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring food. NatureBox makes snacks that are full of flavor and none of the junk. NatureBox makes over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that they source from all over the world for you to choose from. Uh, they have some great ones like lemon tea biscuits, guacamole bites. NatureBox makes it easy to find snacks you want without questioning what's in them. Plus, they're constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to discover. NatureBox believes you shouldn't eat something you don't like, so if you try a snack you don't like, they'll replace it in your next box for free. You can't do that with other snacks. Go to naturebox.com slash thepatch right now to get 50% off your first box of delicious and unique snacks without any of the junk. That's naturebox.com slash thepatch for 50% off your first box of the best tasting snacks in the world. naturebox.com slash thepatch. 50% 50% off snacks. 50% of the money, 100% of the snacks. Boom. Nailed just made it. that up. No, oh, nailed it. Yeah, awesome. You can have that one for free, Nature Box. <laughs> uh, thanks for sponsoring. I have a quick question Go. for people to answer in the hashtag because it's a per, it's a, I was looking it up earlier when we were talking about VR. Is there a way to easily unregion lock a 3DS for somebody who might want to buy one from Japan? I saw an article. It kind of makes me feel like I might be punked if I do aren't it. The, so. aren't, isn't 3DS region free? It's, I believe it's not. I was reading this article about how, because that's what my first question was when I couldn't get the Super Famicom. I was like, can I import it? Can I play games? And I was reading an article that was like, you can unregion lock your new 3DS by putting in a copy of a game called Cubic Ninja. Cubic Ninja. It's better than Pubic Ninja. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I see. I see what you're looking at. It scans like a QR code or something. Yeah. So. Is yeah. that real? Could you just hashtag the patch? <laughs> I like the idea of you like going to Japan, and it's it's almost like when you're adopting a foreign child. It's like you go over there and you visit with your 3ds for a little while, and you're like, "Do you want to come Is home with me? Work? Do you want to be part of my family? Let's see if we can get the papers to work." Oh, <gasps> yeah. <You're> So, they have no say in that, Ryan. There's no, do you want to be part of my family? It's like, come on, kid, I paid yeah, for you. I, I bought you. <laughs> Get in the plane. The government says you're mine now. <laughs> so uh, someone on Twitter who is this Moby the Mini uh, is uh, asking about mm-hmm. the PlayStation VR, saying, is, I think talking about quality, mm-hmm. saying, isn't that what the special processor is for? And the special processor is to do, well, at least from what they've talked about, and last I heard, the special processor was to provide the on-screen correct. render. It, uh, is, it adds no, they have, they have, they have been very like cagey about mm-hmm. it, not answering specifics, but they have point blank said it is not a hardware add-on that adds more power to the PlayStation. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is for the purpose you're talking about, about having the second view on the television for other people who don't have the headset on to see. Can you turn that off? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. I don't know why you would be able to turn it off. Uh, a lot of the times, well, again, it's, it's, a, it's one part of this whole VR experience that's so up in the air, but... Some of the the second viewport stuff that I've seen done has been by far the best experiences on VR. You, so you think the person who's sitting on the couch is has been having a better experience than the person with the headset on? Not better, but it makes the experience uh, make sense. All of a sudden, that takes VR to a new place for me. Uh, there's the Oculus demo where, and I haven't actually played it, but I've seen the trailers for it where... The person is in the VR helmet, and then there are four players around them, and they've got to try and spot where they're hiding, essentially. Uh, there was a Black Hat Oculus, which was something that was done way back at a game jam, which was a person in the Oculus and a person on the outside. And the person on the outside had a map and could see where all these traps and dangers are, and the person in the Oculus was actually navigating a maze, essentially, and they had to work together. Mm. Uh, oh, it's like keep talking and nobody explodes. Kind of, yeah. Or keep talking and nobody explodes is another good example, though that one is uh, the second screen isn't really necessary. Uh, <laughs> there's the the demo they showed for Project... Uh, damn it, I want to call it Project Morpheus so much. For PlayStation VR, where it's like the four little robots and then the one dragon or something, and they're all fighting each other. So I'm not saying that I... I don't doubt that mm-hmm. combining non-VR and VR is a good experience. I'm just saying if I'm just home by myself... Is there a way for me to turn off this giant TV experience that sure. I'm not using? Will turn that, off the TV. But I mean, that doesn't, like, that, there's no other way to, like, can I toggle it off so that it draws more power to my VR experience? I can guarantee you there will be no benefit to turning off ah, that secondary okay. processor, mm-hmm. especially because essentially they're using additional hardware to render that view. Okay. Is what it sounds like they're trying to do. Let me reroute that power. Can't do it. Nope. <laughs> There is no, no additional power. Will not let you <laughs> there is know. no reroute button. So you mentioned uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. You made me think about a video I saw this past week. Have you seen the video the guy made? The, someone made oh, yeah. um, 
uh, basically like a, an AI to help him play Keep mm -hmm. Talking and Nobody Explodes oh, in response no. to voice commands. So he, you know, it's supposed to be a two-player game, but he plays it by himself by using voice commands and talking to um, this program he created. First I of all, that guy's too smart. He needs a friend. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. Like at first when I started watching oh, yeah. it, I was confused. I was like, I'm not entirely sure what I'm watching. Or, he and then, kills it. Yeah. yeah. Can I just no say that I bet... I'm not, not con to be conspiracy theory, but I bet there's like a really cute girl who's like, do you want to play it? He's like, go away, I'm playing with my AI. <laughs> you don't understand us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he annihilates this thing. We've The closest we've done, I think, is like five uh, traps, and we've gotten nowhere near completing it, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we always get caught on one or the other of these. And he's got a bunch of shorthand statements he uses to kind of yeah. brief... Lee. Well, obviously he knows the Simon puzzle by heart, so he doesn't even have to communicate with the computer for that. He knows if one light flashes, he yeah. pushes one button. But yeah, the the wire sequences, the uh, even like the maze, he does. He's got it programmed so it's so fast and so accurate. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, and I believe he made the um, the program available on GitHub. Oh so, really? Yeah, if people want to download it. They oh, can. we should try that. Yeah, you you should see if who, who's a better partner, uh, the people you work with or the the <laughs> robot you can download. That game's also so. I think I just saw the other day it sold over two hundred thousand units. Really? Oh, that's awesome. That for a small game like that that uh, is predicated on needing hardware that no one has. Yeah, that's really that's very very cool. I saw someone from that studio. Jeff and I talked to them briefly when we were at Dice a uh -huh. couple of weeks ago. It was really. Well, yeah, I take it back. You do not have to have the Oculus to play it. You no. can play it without Oculus or you can play it with Gear VR. Mm. Yeah. Um, Neat game. The t at the Toasty Loaf on Twitter says he's glad that he's reading Ready Player One as VR discussion is going on, and I agree. I'm ready for I'm ready for like a Ready Player One. I'm ready for a Sword Art Online. I w these are the games you I want to be full seeing. Dive. I want to be in there. I want to be World of Warcrafting in a bed laid down with a thing on my face. I, That's honest, what I want. Ready Player One. If I remember correctly, it's uh, it was the control system, and that was just. You had a VR headset and haptic gloves. And then he added things that would let you feel sensation over the rest yeah. of your body. Yeah, but it, it was, wasn't it like was a, all about, like, if you had enough money, you could get a special chair. Right. But there was a suit. He had, like, a whole haptic suit. Which was just to provide feedback, though. That right. was not part of the control system, I don't no. think. Correct. So it's not what was uh, described in that book is not far off from what we can do now. I will shave my head and my eyebrows yeah. right now. <laughs> not necessarily. That's what he that. did. Yeah, he did. That's what he did. Well, he they just didn't did. want to maintain it. He's gotten getting rid well, of the hair. Well, but then it was like he got more feedback or something, right? Like he said it was easier for his, shoot, for his suit. Did, did you ever, shoot. Did you ever uh, read um, Snow Crash? Snow no. It's a, I've it's heard an older of it. Book, but but it's, it's, it's a similar thing where, you know, there's a, a virtual internet world where, you know, people can can uh, see each other and talk. Mm -hmm. But it's a similar thing where if you have a less powerful computer, your avatar in the virtual world is shittier. <laughs> oh. And so like if you're using like a public terminal, it's like, oh, you got like a shitty black and white yeah, like avatar, low resolution. <laughs> you're all alias. Right. And it's like, oh, you probably, and you probably have like a generic avatar. And But it's like if you have a nicer computer, you can have like one that's rendered with like particle effects and like crazy hair and lights. The and, rich get richer. Right. And then yeah, that's how poor. people stand out. It's like you can really tell. And it, it addresses that a bit, like the a kind of a class divide That's between sort of weird. I, though, if you think about it from an actual computer hardware standpoint, that wouldn't make any sense at all, because it it would uh, just like everything you would see would be low res if you had a shitty computer, because that's entirely based on what's rendering in your eye. Hey, mm -hmm. Ryan. It's a book, buddy. But come on, let's talk about <laughs> it. It, it like also came real. out, I think, like in 1990. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, AOL Online is going to be around forever. Uh, I still have a disc somewhere. Oh heck yeah! Um, no, I. Uh, I Propping open a door. A sort art online like that to me is I don't think will happen in our lifetime. Honestly, as depressing as that sounds, but I think it's not far off. And like the, the idea of an MMO in which you are basically for all intents and purposes, in an actual other world. Mm -hmm. Like, you're able to battle and use your entire body while in the real world you're not moving at all. That is such a cool concept. That's the death of humanity. Such a cool concept. Yeah. Turns out to be the death of a lot well, of people in Sword Art, too. Don't want to ruin too much for well, you. Well, I'll end up being like... Uh 
the the humans in Wally, <laughs> just yeah. like in chairs. I think we'll be the opposite of like the super fat people in Wally, and we'll just all be super thin and malnourished because nobody will stop and eat. No, but then you'll have like a helper robot that'll like stick a straw of food <laughs> in your mouth and like Give force it IV. down. Yeah, I love this idea though because this, this, we we've talked about several times like how VR is going to get uh, take a lot of the people that currently li- leading very sedentary lives and all of a sudden like jack them up like they're going to be all ripped now because they've been standing up Who running around the room. VR is going to make people ripped. Look, if you are really into it and you're playing on like an Omni where you're physically running and sure. you're holding the, the peripherals, all of a sudden all these you know hardcore video game players are going to go from looking kind of emaciated to like, and then that technology will get invented and all of a sudden it'll go, and they will just be scrawny and malnourished again. I hope I get to attend the Comic-Cons when everybody's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully so in our lifetime. Uh, also, That's there's coming. no, like, yes, you run around in an Omni and you hold a gun, but there's no, like, hey, everyone, let's do our jumping jacks in VR. There's, hey, once you've been holding those controllers out for a while, which, granted, I'm sure they'll get lighter, but when you're doing a lot of swinging and hey, shooting and... You know, I will say, you we You put some fit. weight bands on? I lost some weight doing We Fit. We Fit's fun. If, if I could get Tony Horton in my helmet, I would do it. Hmm. I'm, that probably will exist. I yeah. I, and, and I've seen other demos similar to that, like you know, workout demos where it's like you have a trainer in front of you who's like demonstrating moves for you to do, and you're supposed to copy them. And of, of course, there's no way you can tell yet right. if you're doing it right or not. But See, we're on like first baby step. Yeah, I think that's like the re- like uh, forget about like the headset part of it. Just like uh, something almost like a I guess like a Hololens would be the best way to do it, like an augmented reality where it's like the trainer is in the room with you, mm-hmm. but you're not like because I don't want to work out with a big headset right. on. <laughs> but like the idea of getting that feedback and like that kind of scanning technology that is so cool mm-hmm. gyms got to be shaking in their boots well yeah. the connect already could kind of do that and it didn't really put any gyms out of business I well don't but think. like think about we fit i mean when we fit came out what how long until it wasn't sold out all the time it yeah. was like over a year that it wasn't constantly sold out that was such a great strategic sell it's like hey we know that you may not be as active as you'd like to be here's a peripheral That'll make you do some exercises. And, and people awesome. bought them just to feel good about buying them, and they didn't use it's them. It's true. I don't want to put anybody on blast here, but I did get my mom's Wii Fit that was unopened after <laughs> like a year. <laughs> don't want to put anyone on blast. Mom. But I'll put someone on blast. I bought one, and we were like, yeah, we used it uh, 12 times or so. Oh, that and thing was great. I feel like it made my posture better. Like, I loved that This thing. is how little we used it. Every time we stood on it, it did a thing where it goes, oof. And then it chastises you for how long it's been. Then that makes you not want to use it, right? Yeah, like, like I don't want, I don't want the bitch. Wii to yell at me. No way! I loved the it. The Wii's gonna talk down. You to get me. little coins in your piggy bank. <laughs> oh, that thing was. I would have bust out the Wii Fit now. Why isn't there a Wii U version of Wii Fit? Hmm. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good question. Thank Maybe for the NX. Yes. Bring me Wii Fit mix. <laughs> uh, here, let me read one other uh, ad read here. I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Squarespace. A big thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring us. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code PATCH at checkout to get 10% off. With Squarespace, you can build sites that look professionally designed, regardless of skill level, with no coding required. They offer intuitive, easy-to-use tools to help you along the way, and you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use offer code PATCH to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. You can build a website where you can distribute your talking robot files. (laughs) Uh, So you can play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Without friends. Without friends. Just an idea. Words without (laughs) friends. Uh, Um, I just want to very quickly, because I don't know if this is true, he put a, a question mark at the end. Internet, if you know if it's true, let us know. At Sean Stewart 19 says, unlocking a region locked 3DS will lock you out of the eShop. Oh. Is that true? Because that would be a deal bracker. Mm, yeah. Let us know. Mm. At, would, hashtag would, the patch. I would not I would not want to do that. No. Yeah. I wouldn't want to <laughs> do that. I mean, couldn't I just couldn't I just set the language to English and then just mm. use it and just play game? Because everything comes Couldn't out in you? Japan. There's yeah. nothing that doesn't come out in Japan. Could you not? I'm asking. We'll All find right. out. We'll see what the I, reply is. I speak is. enough Japanese to set it up to make it English. Watashi wa. I don't know anymore. Yeah, you don't know what yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> You're a bike? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know like seven words. Also, I know a couple extra from Dragon Ball, like Gohan. Oh, yeah, rice. Just Or meal. Yeah. Wait, it's rice or meal? Yeah, Damn it. I thought no, that that you took me down a notch. Like, I thought Aww. I knew a word, and now I don't know. Just constantly, I know. 
Ano. Ano. Gus, you said, what have you been playing lately? I've been playing XCOM 2 still, but I think I'm finally, I'm, I'm finally almost done. Okay. I, last night I got to the point, I'm so excited. I got to the point where I started a mission where it gave me the warning, like, once you start this mission, you cannot go back. They're serious about it in that game, too. And so, so I'm, I'm kind of screwed. At, well, maybe a little screwed. You're kind of screwed. Okay. I have, I have a lot of really great soldiers who are all really hurt at the moment. Oh. Uh, so and it says you know once you start this you cannot go back. Time will not progress. Your soldiers will not, you know, will not heal. It's like fuck. So I was like, okay, maybe I can like kill a little bit of time. Get you know, I just need like two or three days. Get them up. But so I tried to ignore that mission. Kill a little bit of time. Then other missions started popping up that I yeah. had to do. So I'm like, do I? Go into the final mission without my best soldiers, or do I wait and try to do these other missions? Just so, stop getting hurt. Yeah, it's, that's impossible for me. My strategy is just like go out. You're going to get casualties. People are going <laughs> to get hurt. <laughs> We're just going to hurt them more than they hurt us. That's right. <laughs> um, Gus using the old attrition tactics. Yeah. So Gus D Eisenhower says. <laughs> so we uh, we'll we'll get through it. But I may just not have my best soldiers available for. Are you just in time for the DLC? It's coming out. I think in the next week or two. I think. Uh, this week, and tomorrow, tomorrow mm-hmm. or Thursday, tomorrow Friday. Uh, so I, I think I saw the big part of that. It, it seemed like it was mainly a lot of customization options for soldiers, a lot of customization right? stuff. But I think they also have a new playable character class. Interesting. Uh, and what's it, your, what's it's you, got you played a lot. What's your favorite class? You know, they did a much better job of balancing the classes in this one. I feel like I kind of like using all of them in conjunction. Mm. In previous versions, XCOM, or in XCOM Enemy Within, uh, and then, sorry, Enemy Unknown was the first version of Correct. it. Correct. Uh, in that one, it was just like sniper all the way. All the way, yeah. In Enemy Within, sniper and mechs, mm-hmm. uh, because they were great in conjunction. And maybe you throw one Psy operative back there. In this one, they definitely have, like the Psy operatives are really powerful, but they've, you know, not as useful in a firefight, but you don't really ever need to let them shoot their guns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, the mix of the team felt so much better. Definitely. I, I, at first, when I started playing, I thought maybe the Ranger class was too generic. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, well, I thought it was too generic, and I thought that their sword ability was stupid. But as time yeah. went on, I grew to like depend on that. like The ability to run up to someone and melee them. And not have to worry about depleting ammo or needing to reload. Like it was, especially when you combine huge. it with something like the ability where if you get a kill, then you're immune the next round. Oh, so you yeah. can run them out in the middle of just open space, kill somebody with a sword, and they're safe for the next turn. You don't have to worry about them getting hit. Yeah, that's that's a great, it's a great perk. So I'm, I'm, I was really happy. I think with uh, with the ranger the mm-hmm. most. But and and again, like I said, my people get hurt a lot. So lots of times I'll deploy with really weird squads. <laughs> like I'll one time I had to deploy a squad with three grenadiers. Three Grenadiers and Fred from accounting. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> okay, this is what we have. Uh, just we just have big guns and uh, grenade launchers. Did you, how many times have you gotten shot down by UFOs more than ever? No, it has never happened. Uh, uh, okay, so when I it had never happened, uh-huh. but when I just talked about the um, the end of the game starting, mm-hmm. when I left to go try to kill time, that's when I got attacked by Finally UFO. Got a UFO. So it's like I could proceed and end the game without ever having a UFO attack, or I can have a UFO attack as my next mission. I only mm. ever saw the one, and that seemed like such an interesting mission, but I never got to do it again. Yeah, but they, they threatened me with one, but uh-huh. then I did like the operation to counter it. Okay. And then so it stopped. Uh, I think I'm probably going to just do another playthrough uh, as when the DLC comes out, just to start fresh and go all the way through the whole thing. It is brutal. It is brutal. so hard. From the beginning, it is very brutal. Again, you can work yourself to a point where you're pretty immune from anything. Especially the the hackers are huge in the end game. Yeah, I, I I I've never really hacked, and I don't have any psi operatives. I feel like there's Whoa. A, yeah, there's a whole I've I've really focused on guns and tech. Boy, yeah, no, you're missing a huge part of the game. Right, like I, I've never even made one of the helmets. I have nothing about that. The uh, yeah, no, I've basically I I don't know that a sectoid has ever fired on me. I think mm. every time I reveal them, I immediately hack them, shut them down for a couple turns, and just blow them up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the mechanical units, I will either uh, seize control of them. Mm-hmm. Like the that's why I said the gateway. It never I didn't know what the abilities of the the orbs, the gateways, mm-hmm. gatekeepers mm-hmm. were because I would just immediately seize control of them every time I saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So there's so many like asset denial skills that you're missing without Psy See, and tech. This, this is why my people are always getting hurt. No wonder. It's like, we got guns. We're just going to go out there and shoot them and <laughs> let them shoot us. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, we hope we make it. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, apparently, there is a Wii U Wii Fit. It's called Wii really? Fit You. <laughs> what? We Fit You where? Wii apparently, U? not on a damn store shelf because <laughs> I've never heard of it before. But a bunch of people have... Holy crap. Fit you. It came out uh, November of 2013. <laughs> wow. Does it look just like the original? Uh, it does. It fit meter included. Huh. Oh, was it like a board? Did like you get a, a Fitbit? Board? I mean, this. Hold on. Oh, oh, That's we, not, we it's not very big. Bit? It looks like she's oh, it's on a little yeah. wet balance board. Yeah. But it looks like there's a little pedometer, maybe as well. Oh. <laughs> a pedometer I on your board? Do you carry it no, with you? you? It's like out in the world. Like I, the Poco. Remember the Pokemon game that had the little pedometer with it? There's a Pokemon game that had a pedometer, like a Poke meter. I can't remember what it's called. And you put it on your belt, and like as you walked around, you got like more items oh. because you did so many steps. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I mean, Nintendo made that, vi- or they they didn't. I don't think they ever made it. They announced that vitality sensor years ago at E3. Remember the thing that was like while you sleep, they were gonna get like into the health space, and right. it was supposed to like what? Yeah, it was supposed to like scan you while you slept to see if you were sleeping well enough or whatever. Remember it, like we watch you while yeah. you sleep. It, well, oh, that thing is different than what I was thinking of. It was to monitor heart rate. And uh, see, that's the thing, though. Gabe Newell came out and said he thought that was also biometric feedback was going to be the future of gaming. As your heartbeat increases, things different things happen in the game to try and stress mm-hmm. you out even more. I think that's amazing for horror gaming. There's yeah. so many cool things you can do with horror gaming, but uh, nothing I will ever play. <laughs> well, it, it makes me think back to uh, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube, yep. which was you had to maintain your sanity. Your sanity meter. And then as but you the, went insane, stuff got fucked up. Yeah, that game t- took it to a level. It, which I would turn my my TV around and not look at it anymore because it would like simulate errors mm-hmm. and like uh, it's almost like in Fez where it like pretends like when you get the Fez and everything crashes and it like reboots the game for mm-hmm. you it's stuff like that I love on paper but uh-huh. when it's happening to me it's terrifying yeah. absolutely terrifying and actually we were talking recently in a news story about Daylight which is a game where um, when you play it with Twitch integration people in the Twitch chat can say either phrases or words, I can't quite remember, and it makes things happen. It'll trigger different things in the game. It's like a horror game. Interesting. Yeah, it was like make voices happen or mm. like make scary music turn on or all sorts of different stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool concept. It's it's really smart, and I, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. It came yeah. with, you know, direct Twitch integration. Well, because the Tomb Raider card system w- went over like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. People loved it. Yeah. So. Isn't that kind of... Making game a large part of your game dependent on finding people to watch you, though? I don't think it's a large part of your game, but I do think that a lot... I mean, there's so many streams nowadays where, like, three people are watching, but people are still doing it. Yeah, like, people love couple, to freaking yeah. stream, yeah. I guess if you can get, like, three of your friends just to watch, as just to have fun. Or not even, like, if you want to participate, like, if you want to mm-hmm. be, like, a troll, you can fuck with someone. You're, like, you just find someone with really low viewers, mm-hmm. and, like, I know that if I interact, it's going to affect them. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they, they, we were just talking about Twitch is coming out with these new developers. They actually, this is a new story. They develop, They announced at GDC that they're coming out with these new developer tools to help people create games in conjunction with Amazon's Lumberyard, um, but to create games that have Twitch integration as part of the fundamentals of the game, mm-hmm. not as, like, an add-on um, to make people want to Twitch stream those games even more. But those are the kinds of games where now they're going to have games where um, one of the ones they announced was a game where you play with your streamer. So it's like people enlist in this, an army of the streamer they're watching. They fight against another streamer oh, and their cool. army and you like com- combat, combat against each other. So it's like all about participation and you get to feel like you're playing with the streamer. I mean, so, is it like Jackbox TV style where they're it's using like a, some kind of a web It's portal? like a chessboard of some sort. I don't know how the streams come together. Because uh-huh, you wouldn't think that if they were in their own game right. playing along with you, then that's just a multiplayer game. There's not really streaming involved there, is there? But it's like, I think the chat is deciding the outcome of uh-huh. different games. So you feel like you're, you're like participating. participating in the outcome of the games. Speaking yeah. of uh, streaming, it made me think about another story. Uh, I, I forgot. I didn't put it in my notes. But... We haven't really talked about the division that much this this episode, and we should talk about it a little bit. But there was a flaw discovered in the division's voice chat. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh uh, yeah, it's terrifying. It, yeah, it what? exposes your IP address to other people. So anybody who hears your voice in group chat or in proximity chat 
can figure out what your IP address is because it initiates a direct UDP connection between you Shit. and the other uh, machine. So theoretically, you know, someone could find an IP address and you know DDoS you or knock you offline, which I thought was terrifying. fucking terrifying. Oops. Yeah, so the only workaround at the moment is to just disable the in-game chat and use another chat service. Division, why you fucked up? Like, why are there so many things that you that you just don't know how to do? But over, I'm having a blast playing. The are game. you? Yeah, I'm really having. What fun. do you? What have you found that's fun to do? It's just a fun <laughs> mechanic over and over. I think that the <laughs> the shitty question. The combat is fun. And then just okay. going through and doing that over and over. Because really, that's all the game has going on. There's every, no variation. Every that. problem is point a gun at it. Yes. Um, Sometimes but, it's go turn that thing on, but point a gun at someone on the way. Yeah. And, and turn something on and then make sure nobody turns it off by right. using your gun. Uh, I'm, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I haven't played that much. I'm only maybe 10 hours in. Uh-huh. I'm like level 11 or 12. And I just started like doing Dark Zone stuff. Um, but I feel like I'm in a weird middle zone like there's no this is the problem i have with the game at the moment yeah. is i felt like there was a lot of story early on and now i'm just kind of rudderless did it, you well like they set up the tutorial and go here do this okay like story missions and now it's all the story missions look like they're like level 25 or so and yeah. i'm kind of in this okay i guess i'm just going to run around and do side stuff until i can get back to that there's definitely kind of a gap there in the like late teens essentially where you've exhausted your story missions and need to just do side missions side missions are where a lot of the experience is mm -hmm. uh you'll get 20 30 40 000 experience for just doing single side missions which are sometimes as as easy as oh just warp to the safe house and go high mm. Forty thousand experience mm -hmm. hey um so doing that to bridge the things and oddly enough playing in groups you get ridiculous XP boost. Oh, really? Or I maybe I need to start doing that then. That's as near as I can figure it. Because whenever Jack, Jeremy, and I started playing together, uh, we played for maybe an hour, and I think I leveled up five times. Hmm. Um, just and we weren't really doing anything. But the story mission, such as it is, there's. I mean, I guess sometimes they'll talk to you and be like, "Hey, oh, we really need to figure out where this guy infected everybody. Can you go pick up a bunch of dollar bills at the store?" Yeah. And that's the story. Yeah, but I think it, it's progressing now. They're researching. Nope. You nope. go back and talk to her, and she's like, yeah, that's cool. All right. I mean, every now and again, you'll get a prompt to talk to someone back at your base. Based. Uh, the last time I went and talked to the tech guy, he just talked to me about politics for a while and how shitty it was that there was this whole government agency that was just unaccountable to anybody. I'm like, Yeah, cool, man. That was it. Like, right. I think you and I are probably in about the same place story-wise because I've seen... All of that, that and, yeah. and not much more beyond it. Then, I anticipated that there's more to come. There's only two more story missions that I've got to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Or at least that I saw on my map. Maybe I need to unlock some more. Maybe more but, unlocked. Mm. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm 22 already. Hmm. The level cap currently is 30, uh, at which point you're kind of directed that Dark Zone is where the rest of your time shall be spent, other than you get a once-daily mission you can replay for, I guess, XP or, or gear boost. But again, it's that... that Top level gear grind. Try yeah. and get high ended gear. That's all it's going to be. I saw. Um, I think it was someone on Polygon wrote an open letter to uh, the hostages he had just rescued in the division because <laughs> he encountered something I had. I had definitely noticed before where there are situations. So sometimes there's side missions where you have to go rescue hostages, and you do this by killing everyone that's holding uh -huh. them hostage. Then you find a key, you unlock the door, and you let them out. And of course, once you free them, there's a loot box in there with the hostages. And sometimes you go in there, and there's a fucking gun in the box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you guys just grab this gun that's right here? I mean, it probably wasn't loaded, right? They didn't leave the bullets. <laughs> they just left the gun. Okay, maybe that's it. That makes sense. But it, that was definitely frustrating for me. And it was funny to see someone else have that same experience and write, uh, write an article yeah. about it. Uh, I mean, it is the repetition is definitely there. The leveling up process is kind of weird because all your skills are based on upgrading your base and not on doing stuff mm -hmm. other than just grinding. Mm -hmm. Just all right, I'm going to do as many of these tech side missions as I can do today, so I can yeah, get my I'm, building leveled up. I feel like most of the missions, most of the side missions I see are medical related. Like I don't see very many tech or security side missions popping up. Have you unlocked all the different safe house zones? I think so. There might be one still I need to do. Yeah, that was uh, an issue Jeremy was running into where he needed one more medical thing and all he had was other stuff. Hmm. But he unlocked a new safe house area and then there was one there. We also discovered that he could not, like he joined my game because I, I had a bunch of them. And I went and did one of those encounters for just trying to get him the last 60 
medical credits mm-hmm. he needed. He didn't get credit for that. Hmm. So if he'd already done it, you don't get to do it. Even if dip. you help in someone else's zone, you will not get the credit for doing it again. Mm-hmm. Huh. So. Speaking of uh, frustrating experiences with video games, this weekend was the weekend of Hitman in our house. Yes. Mm. So. I, Gavin had some issues there, Yes, huh? Gavin. Basically, okay, so here's the thing. He's been I'll having be this first, issue all day today, too. I'll be the first person to say that things happen to Gavin that don't happen to a lot of other people. He has the shittiest Xbox One for some reason. He has, like, the shittiest everything. Everything always breaks for him, okay? He's, like, one of those people that touches something and it breaks. I sat down to watch him play Hitman. Every, no joke, I think the longest he ever went without getting disconnected was maybe eight to ten minutes. He would literally be just, like, going through a mission. And the the thing is, if you get, it's single player. Mm -hmm. If you get disconnected from their server, then you cannot continue the mission. The only option is to go back to the main menu and you forfeit everything since your last autosave. Or manual save, you can save. Yeah, you can, well, and then you can't save when you're in combat, though. Oh, okay. So, like, there was a time where he was, like, like, I think something chugged and he was, like, fuck, I gotta save. And then he went to save, but it was like some guy had been alerted like way over there. And he was like, fuck, I can't save right now because there's a dude over there and I have to go kill them first or deal with them or do whatever. So he tweeted about this. I tweeted first. I was like, oh, you should really tweet about this. I didn't tag Hitman. Gavin did tweet and he tagged Hitman. <laughs> this is their fucking response. We're working on these issues and no, it's frustrating. Many players connected with no problems. <laughs> so we're investigating the rest. To be fair. Is there a shittier way to respond to somebody who's getting fucked by your crappy ass servers? To be fair, Hitman. I played Hitman and had no problem. Yeah. It you know is what? just Gavin. It's not just Gavin, though, because people were tweeting him all, like uh-huh. nonstop. And me. So being it, like, I also have not been able to do fucking anything. Like, is it his Wi-Fi connection dropping out? Do you know? Or is it just like the servers just disconnecting I, I believe it's the game servers. Because I have mm-hmm. no problems connecting any of my devices. And we like we watch Netflix and everything else. And ha- never have problems mm-hmm. with it. Okay. So it's just Hitman. That's just absolutely taking a dump all over I guess to our be hearts fair. and lives. Well, and it's still happening to him today. He was, yeah. having issues. He was recording he was a things here, to do. And a different here. Xbox. Which different is wired. internet. And I will say, as a tease to the things to do, it's hilarious. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. He's got an amazing thing to do he's working on if he can just stay connected long enough to do it. Though in in, in this particular case, it may have nothing to do. It looked like the game was crashing, and it may be because of what he was doing. Now, the thing that you're talking about, yes. The thing that you're talking about is awesome. And it absolutely chugs the Xbox and the game itself. We're talking about just challenges in the game. Just playing. Again, uh, what I will say is, last. so I picked it up last night just to talk about today. And I had no issues save one where I had failed, and when it tried to reload, the game crashed. But that was the only time it didn't work in about three hours of play. There was someone else here. I'm sorry whoever it was. Someone was talking to me about it. I think it was Peyton, maybe. Yeah, it was Peyton. Okay. Was saying that he was trying to do a challenge, and then the game crashed. Or, like, did it crash, or did it just go back to the menu? Yeah, it crashed. It crashed. Then when he tried to save any of his autosaves from the game it crashed, it crashed the game again. Ooh. So, and then there was a time Gavin was like, he kept recording every time we would go back to the main menu. And he'd be like, hey, come watch how close I was to finishing this thing. And then he went to show me and the game just fully crashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, very sad. Aside from the issues, though. Yeah, I mean, he's having a lot of fun. It's a very enjoyable game. But It is, however, if you played the beta, you got one more mission on top of what you played in the beta and that's it. Yeah, he absolutely was like, I'm almost done with stuff to do. And then like three days later, he's like, oh, look what I did. So <laughs> you can find a lot of really crazy stuff to do. Um, on the happy note, that's not Hitman related, very excited about Shadow Complex Remastered being out. Yeah. I put that oh, on the list out? of things I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think it came out today yeah. on the Xbox One. I think, I'd, I'd say I never played it uh, when it first came out. Really? I played it, well, I played like 30 minutes of it and then I just never owned it. Oh. I didn't have, Man. I didn't have the money to be thrown around at that point, okay? Such mm-hmm. a good game. Such a good, easily one of my favorite 360 games ever. Well, I was just playing Assassin's Creed Russia recently and it reminded me of that and I really wanted to go back and play it. So that's great that I now actually yeah. can play the HD. Yeah, and, Such a good game. And they were giving it away for free on the PC, but I think that offer expired December 31st. Damn it! So you, you missed out on that. But yeah, that's that's a, that's a, Fantastic game. I really wish that they would make a sequel to it. I thought it was really well done. I actually went to um, I went to Epic Games to interview them about Gears of War. God, I think it was like 3 or something. Anyway, we went to Epic, and I was like, ah, 
you guys, Shadow Complex, anyone? And they were like, oh, that's chair. They're not at our North Carolina offices. Mm. We don't give a shit. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't care about your Gears of War. I want to talk about Shadow Complex. It really made me think about, you know, uh, Super Metroid, which was one of my favorite games of all time. And, you know, this. It's a perfect. It's very Super Metroid esque, but it's like. It has its own little twists. There's so much to explore. You can find little like, like nooks and crannies where things hide. There's the weapons are really fun. Like the foam is super fun to play with. There are mm-hmm. achievements that are really fun. You can leave the girl at the beginning, and get back in the jeep, and just drive off. There's a secret. Yeah. There's an achievement. I, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, you can. Okay. We had um <laughs> when I was an intern at G4, they came and showed us the game um before it came out, and one of the like. I, I think it's an achievement, but it was like a little secret something you could get back because you start in like this mm-hmm. Jeep and then your girl gets captured and you're like, no, nah, baby, right. what? And uh, you can just get back in the Jeep and then just leave and the credits will scroll. <laughs> like it's the Far Cry 4 thing, basically. Yeah. Well, well this was predating before, that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, stuff like that. it's about time to wrap this show up. So uh, I want to thank everyone for watching and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>